Jeanette Lowe, founder of True North Wealth Management and your host. Welcome to a fresh episode of Ready to Retire. If you're starting to think about retirement, wondering if you've saved enough and want to learn more about how everything fits together, you're in the right place. On this show, I'll tackle complicated financial topics and break them down into easy to understand concepts. If you're ready to live an amazing life filled with family, friends, travel, and interesting experiences, you're in the right place. Are you ready to retire? Let's go. Hello and welcome. Danette here. Today, we're going to talk about the four phases of your financial journey. The first three phases happen in order. The fourth phase is one that can happen at any time, and we move in and out of it. The first three phases, the ones that happen in order, are savvy savers, ready to retire, and loving legacy. The fourth phase is something I call lifequake. And lifequakes can and do happen at any time along your journey. I first heard the term lifequake when attending a spiritual conference a few years ago. I was listening to a speaker named Deb DeLisi. She is the founder of the Abundant Love Project. And if you have a minute, check out the work they are doing on their Facebook page. It's really extraordinary. Years ago, Deb DeLisi lost her daughter, and she was in a very sad place in her life. She described this period in her life as a life quake. And I always thought that that was such a really great way to describe dealing with the unexpected tragedies, things that turn us upside down, dealing with the unexpected things in our life. At any point along our financial journey, whether we're in the accumulation phase, like the savvy savers are, or we're in the ready to retire phase, or if we have retired many years ago and everything's going good and we're in the loving legacy phase. At any point along our financial journey, we can be faced with a life quake. Today, we're going to explore each of these phases along your journey and hopefully provide some pro tips, some relevant issues to consider, and maybe a little mom advice. Let's begin by talking about why I created these four phases to use while working with my clients in their financial planning journey. When I first started out as a financial advisor, I wanted to make sure that I covered everything that I thought my clients could need to know about every financial topic. Anything that could possibly pertain to them, I was bringing it up. A great example is RMDs, or Required Minimum Distributions. If you were my client back in the early days, I would start explaining how to take your RMDs multiple times to you five to maybe 10 years before you were actually required to take them. I wanted you to be prepared. 
And then something happened when the magic year hit and it was time for you to start taking your required minimum distributions. People were asking me questions like it was the first time they had ever heard the subject and that I had never mentioned it to them before. Oh, I see. I learned a really important lesson that unless something is relevant to you in your life at the time you hear it, then chances are you're not going to take it in. And why would you? There is so much going on in our lives. It really makes it hard to retain information that isn't something you have to take action on at the time you hear it. So I began to group my clients into the first three categories I mentioned. I call them savvy savers, ready to retire, and loving legacy. And I began organizing my client meetings and the content and information I brought into the meetings around those three segments of your life, around where you found yourself in the journey. That system has worked very well for many years. I still use it on a daily basis with my clients. Every one of my clients is in one of these four categories in total, and it helps us determine what to talk about in our meetings. And I wanted to share this framework with you I want you to think about where you can see yourself in the context of these categories so that as we're talking about these categories in the future, you can say, hey, I can see myself as a savvy saver. Therefore, I'm going to listen to this tip on someone who is in the savings mode or I am, in fact, ready to retire And so I'm going to key in when she talks about someone that's in that category. As I said before, the first three categories happen sequentially as you move through your life. I found I had to add a category that someone could move into and out of at any point along their journey. And that is the life quake category that I talked about earlier. Let me share a quick story. Many years ago, I was working with a retired couple. They were in what I would call the loving legacy phase. Our planning conversations centered around their kids and grandkids. And this couple were some of my very first clients. They lived near me. And so I would schedule the meetings for the evening and I would meet them in their home. The husband had a wicked sense of humor, and he always made me laugh. He reminded me of my dad in that way. The wife, also so sweet and fun, she inspired me to learn how to knit, and I've been knitting for over 20 years as a result of her influence in meeting her. We had been working together a long time, and at one meeting, they came in It was a little bit serious, and you could tell, and they said that he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and that she would need to be handling more of the financial affairs, and could I help her? Of course, I said yes. There was nothing I wouldn't have done to help them, but what she needed help with was the basics. She needed help balancing her checkbook, paying her bills. 
sometimes she would come in once a week and I sat with her and taught her how to balance a checkbook. She kept a ledger and she would bring her ledger in and we would go over it. And maybe we have meetings normally twice a year, but in this period of time in their lives, when she was experiencing a life quake, we were getting together about once a week. I think it's important to distinguish this period of time, the time when we're facing really big adjustments, to give ourselves some compassion and some understanding and recognize that, hey, I'm going through something right now. I may need to slow down. I may not need to hold off on making any major decisions. Things happen in our lives. You know, we can't be prepared for everything that happens. So when they do happen, take the time to take care of yourself first and just recognize that you're in like an adjustment phase. And that's why I really liked that term life quake. So keep this category in mind as you move through the other phases of your financial life. When we first start out and get our first jobs, we start the cycle of earning and spending, maybe even as early as when we get an allowance. When I was young, and I hate to even say this, but my allowance was 50 cents a week. Now, keep in mind, at the time, minimum wage was around $3.35 an hour when I had my first job. So when I was little, my allowance was about 50 cents a week. And here is some mom advice, okay? Now, mom advice is the good stuff, the stuff you really want to listen to. And this is advice from my mom. So what she said was, we could spend half and we had to save half. So whenever our piggy banks reached a certain level, let's say $10, then we could go to the toy store. We usually went to King Norman's, which on a side note was my first job in high school. So if I had $10 saved, then I could take $5 and spend it at the toy store. And she would take the other $5 and put it in a passbook savings account. So began what I call the savvy saver time in my life. And technically, that's actually the phase I'm still in. Even though I'm 55, I am not really thinking about retiring. I really enjoy what I do for a living. And at this time, I'm pretty excited about what I'm doing. So I'm not thinking about retirement. It's a really exciting time, I think, to be a business owner. I'm really excited about all the tools and technologies that are available to us today as business owners. And I think it's really a fascinating time to be working in particular in this industry. Just reminiscing here, when I got my first job at King Norman's, like I said earlier, I made a whopping $3.35 an hour. My checks every two weeks were somewhere around $115 to $120 every two weeks. And what I did was deposit my check in the bank back when you had to go in and drop it off. And I would withdraw $10 and go to the bookstore and buy two books. And I would leave the other $100, $105, $110 
into my savings account. Over time, you know, kind of a short period of time, really, my savings really added up. I didn't spend it on anything else. When my parents took me to buy a car, I had over $1,200 saved. My dad could not believe it. He was so blown away. I'll always remember how proud of me he was. And I just had to share that memory as I was writing this that came to me. And it just makes me so happy to think about. It's like we talked about in the last episode. The golden rule is to spend less than what we bring in. Savvy savers know that. Savvy savers are putting money away in their 401ks and IRAs. They're building an emergency reserve account. They're watching their credit card spending so it doesn't get out of hand. The majority of clients who come to me have little to no credit card debt. They use credit cards regularly for points or for miles. I think it's safer than using a debit card personally but they pay off the balances at the end of every month or before they charge again. Savvy savers are concentrating on building up their nest egg. And if you're in this phase of your life, some of the things you might be focused on are maxing out your 401k savings, college savings accounts if you have little ones, buying a home or upgrading if you've outgrown your current home, You're also looking at term life insurance, and maybe you're needing to help a parent, depending on a lot of different factors. That certainly comes into play the older we get. Looking after a parent can ultimately become a serious expense, depending on everybody's situation. The golden rule, like we said before, is to spend less than what you make. That is so important. As long as you save at least something out of each paycheck, then you're doing great and you're a savvy saver. If you ask me, Danette, how much out of my paycheck should I save? I would recommend somewhere between 10 to 15% of your take-home pay. If you're not there yet, then just make a goal of spending a little bit less each month and saving a little bit more each month. Right now, I'm fascinated with the idea of building efficiencies into my daily life, and I'm focused on how I'm spending my time, how I'm nurturing the relationships I have in my life, and picking up the phone and calling a friend or calling a cousin. These are tiny examples of things you can do that are totally enjoyable and yet adds no extra cost to your life. Let's talk about the ready-to-retire phase. This is when, by far, more people seek out the advice of a financial planner. This is the time in your life where you might have a date of retirement in mind. You might be offered a retirement package through your work. You might have had enough of the corporate life or selling your business. You might have some hobbies and interests that you want to explore and don't feel like you can pursue them while you're working full-time, especially if you have any kind of commute on top of working full-time. 
you might be starting to think of when you're going to stop working. The main characteristic of this time in your life is the uncertainty it brings up. This few-year period, when you transition from being a net saver to being a net spender, essentially, can be a scary time. And I don't like to use the word scary because hopefully by listening to the show, we can reduce fear and anxiety about the retirement question. But this is the time where you begin to ask yourself, have I saved enough? Can I retire and enjoy the same lifestyle that I have now? How many of you have heard the phrase living on a fixed income? Doesn't that bring up some negative connotations? Unless it's just from my own childhood, but I remember my grandmother saying, you know, I'm living on a fixed income, which was code for I can't spend any extra money. And I think that's what creates the fear about transitioning from working to retiring is that fear that you're not going to have enough money set aside. So in the ready to retire phase, this usually occurs about three to five years before you retire and ends after the first one to two years after you retire. So if you're married, maybe one spouse has already retired and now you're considering it. So it can be a little bit of a longer window of time. And this is just a particularly challenging period of time. You're asking yourself, have I saved enough? Do I have enough saved? With all the uncertainty in the world today, do I have enough saved to have, be, or do the things that I've been wanting to? Add on a downturn in the stock market like we've been experiencing. And you can really compound that uncertainty. Sometimes we use the phrase sandwich generation to describe this period in your life. Because when you get to the point where you're starting to think about retirement, you might also still be somewhat supporting your kids. And you might start to be involved with helping your parents if they need it. This is where we got the name of the show, Ready to Retire. Because we wanted to focus on helping those of you in this window of time in your life where you have the most uncertainty, and hopefully you will get the most benefit from listening. A pro tip here, if you're working with a financial planner already, that's great. If not, and you'd like to start talking to one, you can go to the CFP board's website at letsmakeaplan.org to search for a financial planner near you. A financial planner will help you factor in things like inflation, changes in current legislation, medical expenses, and things like that into your spending plan, into your financial plan. Also, in order to support you, we've created a workbook that you can download called The Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement. You can download this workbook for free by visiting our website. We will include a link in the description. And you can use this workbook to help organize your information 
and share it with your financial planner when you meet with them. The last phase that we're going to discuss today is the one that I like to call loving legacy. This is the special time in your life where you get to plan for the distribution of your wealth to the people you love and the organizations you support. In the loving legacy phase, you have been retired for several years. Your money coming in exceeds the money you have going out and you're comfortable. You're able to do the things you want to do with confidence and you spend your time doing the things that you want to be doing. The majority of clients I work with wonder how they ever had time to work in the first place. Their lives are so full, filled with spending time with family and friends, traveling to places they've always wanted to visit, spending time on their interests and hobbies. And yes, there are health issues to consider and kind of a general slowing down, but really these can be some of the best years of your life. This is the time to plan for what will happen at the end of your life. Who and what do you want to benefit? If you haven't done a trust review or a beneficiary review, this is the time to be working on those documents. We recommend doing a review of your trusts and beneficiaries every three to five years. It's always amazing how much life can change in that short period of time. One of the considerations to me is who will you name as a successor trustee? And can that person handle the responsibility? This is such an important topic. We're going to dedicate a future episode just to talking about trusts and trustees, the important issues to consider, and what to do if you have been named a successor trustee. To wrap things up, Today, we talked about the four phases of your financial journey. The first phase is the accumulation phase. We call those of you in that area savvy savers. You are primarily focused on saving enough to be able to retire while navigating your rising careers, growing families, buying a house, and the like. Then comes the ready to retire phase of your life which is characterized by asking the question, have I saved enough and am I ready to retire? And although this is a shorter phase of your life, it's often the most intense. Then you enter into the loving legacy phase, which is also called the distribution phase. This is where you get to decide how you want to benefit the people in your life that you love and the organizations in your life that you care about. The fourth phase we mentioned is called lifequake, and lifequakes can happen at any time along your journey. You move into them suddenly, and they can last for an unknown amount of time, but eventually you'll move back out of them. It's important to remember to treat yourself with love and compassion if you're in this phase, and that's probably a good idea for any phase but particularly if you're in this phase. And take your time before making any major financial decisions. We will be using this framework as we discuss different topics in future episodes. When I sat down to write this episode, I felt that it was important for us to talk about these different phases 
so that you can recognize yourself in one of them. It will help you filter all the information that's being thrown at you on a daily basis, help you narrow down and discern what is relevant to you in this moment. As we discussed earlier, that's what's important. And if you find yourself in the ready to retire phase of your life, this is a great time to meet with your financial planner to discuss how you're doing. They can answer many of the questions that you have, like, have I saved enough? If you need help finding a planner, you can go online to the CFP board website at letsmakeaplan.org and search for a certified financial planning professional near you. We also have a workbook available called The Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement, And that workbook is available on our website at trunorthwealth.com, and we'll put a link in the description. The workbook is a companion to our three-part series called The Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement. In our next episode, we are going to tackle behavioral finance and the topic of biases. A few years ago, I attended a lecture. The speaker was talking about all of the different biases that we have, and there are a ton. I was amazed at how many there are. There are a ton of financial biases that we might not even be aware of that affect the decisions we make and that might not be necessarily in our best interest. I'm really looking forward to exploring that topic with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Ready to Retire. I'm your host and certified financial planning professional, Danette Lowe. For over 20 years, I've been helping busy professionals beautifully navigate the transition from working full-time and saving their money to confidently retire and live the lifestyle they've worked so hard to create. For more action items and help as you approach retirement, sign up for our newsletter at truenorthwealth.com. That's T-R-U, North Wealth, all one word, dot com. I'll be back next time with more retirement planning fun. Have a wonderful day.